Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com or look for us on Facebook at Voices from the Bench. Greetings and welcome to episode 160 of Voices from the Bench. My name is Albert. And my name is Barbara. How's it going? Sounds to me like you have an announcement to make, partner. What's up? Let's just jump right into it, shall we? I think we should. <laughs> so for over three years, and we've talked about this a three few times. Years, yes, three years. We've been doing this podcast. <laughs> I don't know about you, Barb, but personally, my love for the industry has grown a thousand times as we've talked to and met so many amazing people. Yep. Agree. But long before the podcast, and we're talking almost 13 years ago, I started in a lab in my home state of Indiana with absolutely zero knowledge of teeth, other than you had to brush them every day. <laughs> I love what I do in that lab. I truly care for the lab itself, the technicians, the doctors, and the patients that we got to serve over the years. But lately, I've wanted to do more in my professional career, and I wanted to find a way to do it to serve and help the dental lab industry. Hmm. And that's why, starting today, I am proud to be part of the team with the Preet Corporation. Congratulations! Thank you. Amazing. Thank you so much. That's really good news. Not that I had any, you know, idea, but... No, no, I, I totally didn't tell you anything over the last couple of weeks. <laughs> Preet has always been amazing at supporting our industry. Agree. Yeah, from sponsorships of events to their way of providing quality education to every technician, it has always been extremely appealing to me. So I am excited and a little nervous, because it's been almost 13 years since I've had a new job, <laughs> Yeah. Mm. to start my new adventure helping labs and dentists on a broader scale. Now... I was a little worried, but the podcast, I assure you, will remain the same unbiased celebration of all things dental laboratory. Which I totally knew, because you are true to your word, so that's a wonderful thing as well. Yeah, so, I mean, sure, my individual input, I'm sure, will be different as I learn and experience with Preet, but they have promised me that we can still do the podcast that we've always been doing. Sweet. So look out, industry. I hope my new role has me meeting with more wonderful technicians and making a difference in the industry that I love so much. But. But I wouldn't <laughs> be where I am today if 13 years ago, a lab in Zionsville, Indiana, called Summer Dental Laboratories, didn't take a chance with a guy willing to learn. A big thanks to everyone who works there for teaching me about dental technology, and especially one of the owners, Larry Sawinski, who taught me everything I know about implants and attachments, a skill that made Preet such a good fit for me. Aw, that's nice. I know Larry. Hi, Larry. I will miss them, for they will always be the ones that took a chance with me. You sound like you're getting divorced. Jesus. Well, I asked for alimony from the lab, but it, they didn't give it to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, maybe they'll give it to me. There you go. Well, good luck, partner. Thanks. I'm happy for you. I'm really excited to be working with a great company and just seeing where the future leads. But this episode is for people like you, Barb. Yay! Ceramist. And the ones that add the final touches to make crowns beautiful. Now, I'm not a ceramist, 
but I know you could probably slap on some glaze with anything. But the right tools probably make a really big difference between a good final restoration and a great one. (laughs) So this week we talked to Chris Bradley from Smile Line USA. Chris comes on the podcast to talk about her history with ceramics and getting into the greatest industry in the world. She started Smile Line USA to bring us amazing dental products from Switzerland. We talk about the differences in porcelain mixing trays, what makes a brush unique, and some other very interesting products that you don't see anywhere else. But don't worry, removable technicians. They have some sexy carving tools for you too. So join us as we chat with Chris Bradley. Have you seen the Whitmix CureBox Plus yet? This highly effective yet affordable light curing unit is ideal for most printed resins on the market. The economically priced curing box uses a specific wavelength and intensity light source, time control, and temperature control to polymerize or cure the dental resin materials. The unit's glasswork surface features diffuse reflectors, which improve light transmission uniformly to the bottom of the model, and its maximum temperature of 80 degrees Celsius provides increased compatibility with medical device 3D print resin. It also provides faster heating. The glove-friendly, easy-to-use touchscreen includes status indicators for heat, lamps, and the door to the large capacity chamber, and it features one-touch presets, customizable settings, a timer, which goes from 5 minutes to 12 hours, a temperature controller, goes from 30 degrees to 80 degrees Celsius, and an auto-start and shutdown mode. For more information about Whitmix's CureBox, visit Whitmix.com. We appreciate your support of the podcast, Whitmix. Voices from the Bench. The Interview. We are pleased to have joining us on today's podcast, Chris Bradley from Smile Line USA. How are you today? Oh, fantastic. And how are you, Elvis? I'm doing great. Barb is joining us from a chilly Florida in 60 degrees. We hate oh, her. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> Absolutely. right. <laughs> now, you reached out to us wanting to kind of talk about your company, Smile Line USA. I've done a little bit of research. It looks fascinating, but like I mentioned, I know nothing about it. But first, I'd like to kind of find out how you got into creating the Smile Line USA. So tell us your story. Okay, so I don't know how far back you want me to go, but... After your 10th birthday. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I graduated from college in 93 with a chemistry degree, and I worked in industrial ceramics at Coors. It used to be Coors Ceramics, but it was, it's now Coors Tech for my first job out of Like the beer Coors? Yes, like the beer Coors, the family Coors. Nice. Yep, right in Golden, right across from the brewery, actually. Wow. And did that for several years, which was really cool. I worked in R&D, and it was very interesting because I worked with industrial ceramics. We worked with zirconia and working on the heart valve for Medtronic up in Minnesota. And being involved in ceramics was not new to me when I got in the dental industry. I ended up leaving that job mainly because I wasn't around people and I love people. And Hmm. so I saw an ad for a job for V-Dent and I thought, oh, dental ceramics, industrial ceramics, they're pretty similar. Um, No, they're not. (laughs) (laughs) 
Although there are some things that are similar, like instead of huge kilns that ceramics go through on a train, you guys have small furnaces. Yeah. I mean, it's still firing ceramic and there's still a lot of issues when it doesn't fire properly and bubbling happens even in industrial. So yeah, there's a lot of the same thing. But nobody cared what shade their zirconia was in their heart valve. No, no, there was no, (laughs) color was not important, (laughs) which is really interesting for where I am today. So Vern Hale hired me from VDent and I got introduced to the dental industry and I've never left. Mm. And so I worked for VDent for about four years and during that time had three boys. And being an outside sales rep with young babies was... Mm. uh, just did not, the, the two didn't go together. So sure. interesting at the same time, the lady that managed the Colorado Dental Lab Association was leaving and I got hired to manage the Dental Lab Association, which back then I could do from home, which nowadays everybody works from home. But, yeah. you know, 25 years ago, it was kind of unheard of to work out of your house. I did that for 10 years, which was really great because I got to know a lot of speakers. I got to know a lot of the key people in the industry. I got connected with the NADL and the NBC because we needed to get credits. And it Mm -hmm. gave me a really good understanding of the industry from all perspectives, from the people who manage meetings like Judy, uh, the small state association meetings and the importance of those in education And so I feel like that's where I learned the most about the dental industry was managing the Dental Lab Association. I bet. Having to deal with technicians, labs, vendors, you get to see everything. Oh, absolutely. And the people were just amazing. I just enjoyed it. And the Dental Lab Association, it's hard because Colorado doesn't have one anymore. I was going to ask. I didn't think so. Those 10 years, I had left it with really strategic, in a really good way, with a strategic plan. They had really good finances. And I had left it to go do Smile Line. And actually, I had gotten connected with the manufacturer in Switzerland. And I was doing them both. And I felt like it was a little bit of a conflict of interest to be running my own company as a manufacturer and managing yeah. a dental lab association at the same time. Did you give yourself a free booth? Yeah, no. <laughs> no, but I wanted to have a booth. And how can you have a booth for your own products when you're at the same time? Yeah, I get selling it. Booth. Yeah. And so it was time to make that switch. And that's when I started Smile Line. And that was almost 14 years ago. Really? So, yes. And so I own Smile Line USA. I am the exclusive distributor in the United States and Canada. And separate from the Smile Line company in Switzerland, Hmm. the company in Switzerland is the manufacturer and they Uh are the geniuses behind the product. They're the ones that develop the trays, the brushes, the, you know, the full line that I have. So I'm incredibly fortunate to work with such a great company here in the U.S. Is it called the same thing in Switzerland? Their Smile Line. But when the company started, Smile Line was being sold already in the U.S. through a couple of different distribution channels. Yeah. And I'm their only distributor worldwide that has been allowed to use their name. So I feel quite honored. 
For sure. So when you first got into it, was it only the trays that you were looking to sell? How did you like figure out what you wanted to sell? You know, it was the trays, the brushes, and the instruments. Hmm. All Smile Line was is they had one brush line, a Kalinsky clear handle brush line. They had one wet tray and they had some wax instruments. Hmm. That's it. Hmm. And I thought, this is a niche little market. I could do something with this. So then what did you do? (laughs) (laughs) That's a long story. Like you figure out how to start a company, what you're going to sell, and then how to promote it. And I mean, like, it's genius. So where did you go then? Well, you know, Barb, I had an advantage. And again, I go back to the Colorado Dental Lab Association. Working with the KOLs from all of the different companies, I had the key contacts. I had the names. And so I was really able to get the product in the hands of the people. I didn't have to start like, who is the right person? Mm -hmm. I knew who those people were. Really connecting with the KOLs was truly the key to the business. And it still is today. And you look at any manufacturer out there, any porcelain manufacturers, they put a lot of emphasis on the key opinion leaders because those are your promoters. Those are your influencers. Mm -hmm. So let's name drop. (laughs) Who is the first people you reached out to that really took this off? Okay, so... Some I didn't have to because they were already familiar with the product because they were Uh internationally. But I'd have to say Ed McLaren was one of the key people and he still is with me today. Oh, yeah. Which, interesting enough, I don't know if this is going to get cut out or whatever, but I... (laughs) Probably not, now that you say that. Oh, (laughs) Elvis likes juicy. (laughs) (laughs) It's so interesting. I've kept a running list of, like, I would say my top... 20 KOLs over the years. And like I said, Ed McLaren is one of them that I've worked with since day one. And so you got the tray in his hand or he was already using it? He was already using it. And we just worked together on promoting it together. Wow. He, at that time he was at UCLA. So he had contacts with a lot of students and with him, it's been really interesting because so many of the top KOLs and the industry today came out of his program. Oh, yeah. Like, the you know, Josh Polanski, Edgar Munoz. Oh, goodness. Uh, Jungo came out of UCLA. Um, Raphael Santrich, from, who's with Ivo Clark. James Choi, who, you know, all, all these guys came out of that UCL player program with the Claret. And they're all ceramic salvists, just saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for our listeners that aren't familiar with the tray, can you kind of talk about the benefits and using it and what it does and what it's like? Oh, Barb, it's changed so much over the years for ceramists. The first porcelain tray they came out with was a wet tray. And that was kind of novel to the industry because nobody else on the market had a fully wet tray. Let me ask a dumb question. Why is it wet? And what's the difference between a wet and a dry tray? Because it keeps your porcelain wet. So it made for faster building. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the consistency of it, it keeps the consistency. So as a ceramist, once you, you know, use your liquid in your porcelain and you're trying to up and then it gets dry and then you have to remix it, add more liquid. So the benefit of having this tray, as I understand it, is that it keeps the consistency so you don't have to keep re-wetting it. Huge benefit. 
Exactly. And, and that is the original, the original UMID tray. And that's the one that's been on the market for 20 years. But mm -hmm. the trays have really evolved. And the ones that are out, they're getting more slick. Our latest version looks like a small iPad and it's got a glass slab with slots. The moisture comes through the slots where there's sponges. And so mm -hmm. that's more of a wet dry. And the way technicians are now building, they're preferring more of a wet dry buildup than they are fully wet. Although I still have folks that all they want to use is a fully wet tray. And I still have folks that just use a glass slab and or they want to use a slab of agate. One of the things that I've learned in this industry over the 20 years is technicians are very preferential in what they put on their bench and in their hands. Oh, yeah. That's a nice way of saying picky. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, yes. We have a lot of different options. That's the one thing SmileLine has done over the years is create a lot of different options for that. And yet we're still not hitting every person out there <laughs> working on it. So can you explain the wet dry tray? I'm trying to get a visual of it. Okay, it's got underneath is where the liquid goes, either distilled water or a building liquid mm -hmm. that goes in the bottom. And then you have a glass slab that sits in the next layer. And then in that glass slab, there's grooves cut out where sponges, and I would say sponges, it's like a spongy fabric material where the moisture mm -hmm. comes through. So people will push their porcelain up against the sponge and the porcelain will then soak that moisture out of the sponge and get wet. Oh, that sounds super cool. So that's an option that's out there right now. Hmm. And there's a lot of manufacturers that have a similar option just because it seems that's the direction the technicians are preferring is to work mm -hmm. more in a wet dry. So they have the option to work dry like a glass slab or they can push it towards the sponge, they can work with the moisture. Hmm. Are the sponges replaceable or do you only use? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I imagine you could only use one sponge for each color. Yes, but they last a very long time. Oh no, okay. you can use multiple colors on trays. I just don't know enough about this stuff. So basically the sponge doesn't change the color. It basically just no. wets it a little bit and keeps it moist. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Hmm. Absolutely. I know Elvis's wheels are turning. He's like, ah. I'm trying to picture it. I'm looking at it <laughs> online and I see a bunch of really, I guess I could say sexy looking trays that look like electronics. You're right. They look like iPads or something. Or I mean, they look fancy. <laughs> what do you use, Barb? What do I use? I still use just a regular slab and I wet it. And basically I use new porcelain every time I build. So it's, I just try to use small amounts, but I have used the smile line tray. We had them all over the laboratory and we still do have some, but I just, I don't. You're picky. Yeah, I get it. I'm one of those picky people. <laughs> you know what? It truly is a preference. And I laugh because I've always used this same philosophy when I talk to my customers I have probably six pens in a coffee cup on my desk. <laughs> I always grab the same one. And yep. even though I've had probably 10 sent to me in the little marketing publications, I have sure. one that I particularly like. And it's just a pen. So if that's how I am about a pen, if I was building a crown that went into somebody's mouth to make a smile 
And this was my daily artistic work that I did. I would have a certain preference. I would pick a specific brush or a tray. I would have a certain working environment. And that is something that is so personal to a technician that is out there. Yeah, for sure. Completely understand. Are you sure? I don't. (laughs) What about some of the brushes that you guys carry? I'm fascinated with these things because they're, they're very sleek looking. They look beautiful. Talk to me about some of the differences between some of these brushes. We don't have a couple hours for this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's a lot of different reasons behind the different brushes. And, you know, the Kalinske is the standard in the industry, but we have several other brands. We have an economy line, which is our Syntec brush, and that is a synthetic brush. And in the last few years, they've developed a couple of new ones. One of them is our Nara brush, and that's a chemically treated silk. And Mm. people ask me, you know, is this good? Would you recommend it? And it goes back to the same thing that I just said to both you and Barb. It's a preference. And some people love it. Some people don't. And it comes down to how it holds moisture for a person. And this last year, Smile Line went to... Okay, so Kalinsky. Let's go back to Kalinsky. Yeah. 20 years ago, there were two brush manufacturers that produced Kalinsky brushes. That was Smile Line and it was Tanaka. Um, oh, yeah. You, okay. yeah, the Tanaka brush. And oh, yeah. a lot of people are familiar. Well, 20 years ago, those were the only two companies producing Kalinsky brushes. The best of the best Kalinsky hair came from the end tail of the Kalinsky animal. Because a Kalinsky is a type of squirrel or a type of marmot. That, really? Yeah. Gross. It's a winter animal. Huh. And so they would take the very, very fine hairs. Well, if you think about over the 20 years now, how many manufacturers are manufacturing Kalinsky brushes? There's 20, 30. There's, they're all over the world. But there's not that many manufacturers of Kalinsky hair. So one, the use of the animals is as time has gone on and the way SmileLine has looked at the manufacturer, the cruelty of what the animal is, is that they wanted to find something else that was developed to create a brush that still fit the industry, but that it did not damage the animal. I love that. I really yeah. do. I'm a super animal lover, and that just makes me happy. They developed the new brush, and it's called Respect. And they named it Respect out of respect for the animal. And it is a blend. It's not a Kalinsky brush, but it's a blend of uh, special synthetic fibers that were not in the dental industry. And they have a fine point. It is, again, they're chemically treated to hold moisture. And that's been our latest introduction or innovation in the industry And the entire goal of this brush, the Respect brush, is to replace the Kalinsky because of the amount of animals that are destroyed. And the Kalinsky brushes, everybody will tell you, and I don't care which manufacturer out there, that over time, what they used 20 years ago, Barb, I don't know how long you've been a technician. A long time. Or you you (laughs) care to admit. (laughs) Yeah. But Kalinsky is not the same as it was 20 years ago. And that's because they're no longer pulling from just the ends. They're pulling from all sections of the tail. And the center ah. section of the 
Yes. And you're not getting the highest quality and it doesn't matter which manufacturer it is. It's the same thing is happening because we're all pulling from the same Kalinsky manufacturer. Yeah. So the respect brushes, we the only part is we introduced those last February in Chicago, and then we've had no trade shows to introduce yep. them the rest of last year. <laughs> yep. Darn. Do yourself a favor. Don't Google what a Kalinsky looks like. They're adorable. Don't do it. <laughs> well, I love the fact that they're not doing it, so I'm not. I know. Jeez. Yeah. So, which that brings me to one of the reasons why I had actually emailed you guys. We in our best marketing avenue has been the trade shows over the years. Mm -hmm. And it's because technicians like yourself could stop by the booth and you could pick it up, feel it in your hands. You could try it out at a trade show and you could decide, oh, I like this or no, it's not for me. So one of the things with not having trade shows last year that we came up with that we're doing this year and we launched it a couple of weeks ago is called My Bench Box. Mm-hmm. And have you either of you heard of the My Bench Box? I have not. Nope. Okay. Oh, Give good. So excited. I want to yeah. tell you guys about this because yes. this is something that nobody in our industry is doing. And I think it was a really, really just great idea. The My Bench Box is we are actually putting together a bunch of our products that were introduced in the last two years mm-hmm. and sending those to laboratories so they can try them out on their bench. Oh. They test them out. If they decide they like them, they keep them and we charge them for what they keep. If they don't like them, they put them back in the box and they send them back to us. Can I get on that list? You sure can. I would love that. Seriously. We basically, and I'd love to say we came up with the idea, like it was our genius idea, but honestly, (laughs) we took it from the clothing industry. Yeah. My wife does that with Amazon. Oh yeah. Yeah. The company called Stitch Fix. And yes, yes, we took it and we thought, why can't we apply this idea to the dental laboratory industry? These people can try it at their bench in their own. They can try out a brush. They can try out a tray. And if it doesn't fit their need, like, you know, Barb, you like your glass slab. If you tried something else and it didn't work, then it's no cost to you. So would you quantify, you know, go out to me and say, hey, what kind of slab fits you? What kind of brush fits you? Kind of like at Stitch Fix where you say I'm petite and I do this and I do that and then send it to them. You betcha. That's cool. Yep. I have what I call my digital box for those that are more of a digital lab. We have a composite box for those that are doing like we work with Anextend. They're one of our partners and we have a box that's just got instruments and trays and tools just for composites. We have a denture box. We have an analog box for those that are just still doing PFMs or zirconia. When a customer decides that they want my bench box, the first thing we do is we get on the phone with them and we're like, okay, what do you like? Or if they're an existing customer of ours, we look and what have they previously ordered? We're not going to send them something that they currently have. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. smart. But yeah, it's a way. And then we include a shipping label. They've got a prepaid shipping label in the box and they've got a item list of what they got with what the prices are and if they decide not to keep anything. And the way we looked at it was the cost that we spent to go to a trade show for a booth 
shipping our stuff out there to paying for hotels and restaurants, it would be no different putting together the My Bench Box and paying for a shipping to and from. Yeah. So I'm just looking it up online and it was the first thing to pop up. And that is amazing. I'm going to do that. I got to try that out. Yeah. So you just came up with the perfect solution of us not having trade shows, even though we miss trade shows and want to get back to that. But that's really smart. So who came up with it? One day I was talking. Okay. So, all right. <laughs> Tay and I are Tay. Really yeah, yes, we had her on. Tay, love the yeah. girl. And we chat probably once a month, just, uh, you know, how's things going? And we were talking about different things that we were going to want to do. And she was like, you should do a virtual trade show booth. This was back last March, a year mm-hmm. ago, actually. Oh, God. And so she That's said, funny. you should do a virtual trade show. No, I can't do a virtual trade show. So she spurred the idea that I needed to really think outside the box, I should mm. say. No and pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> And so it was interesting because literally the next day on my feed in on Facebook popped up Stitch Fix. Mm. That's when the idea came. Like, if they do this in this industry, why can't we do this in ours? Yeah. And so that's kind of where the string of ideas started. And then it started to go, okay, how do they work it? And then I spent about six months talking to some of those companies, what works, what doesn't work, what are things you wish you would have known in the beginning to kind of get their feedback because they'd already made the mistakes. They had already figured out what worked and what didn't. And so I talked to a couple of marketing people at Stitch Fix. They were so great. And they're like, don't do this and make sure you do this. And it made it easy for me. Somebody had already done the work. It's perfect. Yeah. It goes back to what you said about how picky porcelain people are. And don't I know it, right, Barb? And <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Being able to test it and try it. And if you don't like it, that's fine. Move on. You know, try another one. Exactly. But you mentioned removables. What do you guys do with removables? Oh, so... Smile line, and now that you said you weren't that familiar with us. I'm not, yeah. Our line is very expansive. Most people know, like when you say the word smile line, they'll say, oh, they sell trays and brushes. Mm -hmm. We actually sell instruments to every facet of the dental industry. We even have a line for the clinician. Oh, really? Wow. We have a full clinical catalog now. We didn't used to have that. About five years ago, they started getting in the clinical market, and now I sell to clinical. But this is a podcast for laboratories, so we'll talk about lab products today. (laughs) Yeah. But we sell for dentures, we have for characterization, and especially now that dentures are going digital, Mm -hmm. so many of the laboratories are doing digital dentures now. But if you guys have seen them, they come out really ugly. We'll just put it that way. Yes. They look so boring. And so one of the things Myeline has is we have instruments to characterize the soft tissue on dentures. So they look real. So like little carving tools, I guess. Yes. Very cool. And they fit the same handles as the brushes? Yes. Seems very interchangeable. Very much so. And of course they did that. And that goes back to the same thing when I was talking with Barb about... It's so you can customize it to fit what you like. That's always been the theme is one of the mottos of Smile Line International 
not just Smileline USA, is because you are unique, because you have your own personal style. And the instruments were developed so you could create your own style. I do not sell very many full kits of anything because in the reality of it is when you buy a kit, you have two or three instruments that are just sitting there. You'll go to, always go to the same one or two. So ours yeah. are made so where you can buy the individual pieces and create your own. That is so true. You are right on because I ordered a kit uh, last March and it had different brushes and I grabbed the one that I like and I found it in my drawer yesterday. I was cleaning out my drawer and I'm like, wow, there's like four brushes in here. The box is brand new and I've never even touched them. I won't ask you who the manufacturer is, Barb. <laughs> <laughs> So you can go through and you can pick each type of brush that you want and each type of tray that you want or different kinds and then order that. I could actually try out different brushes and decide if I like them or if I don't like them. And if I don't, then you guys just take them back. Yeah, you put it back in the box and we send you a, a box and there's slots for everything in the box. And you're like, you try it out for... Now, there's a limit on how long you can try it out for. You don't get to try it out for six months. Yeah. Aww. So <laughs> that's like a pair of shoes, trying out a pair of shoes and saying after, you know, as a runner. Oh, yeah. I ran in these only, you know, <laughs> five miles. <laughs> no, there's a time limit to try it out. And so you try it out for 10 business days. And then if you, if you don't like it, then you just put it back in the slot and send the box back. And that's a super fair timeline. I mean, you know, as a ceramist, you're going to know pretty quickly if it's a yes or a no. So, you know, I mean, I'd probably need less than that, but I think that's a fair time frame. Barb, people would come up to the booth and within five minutes, they knew if it was for them or if it wasn't yep exactly i get that i mean haven't you ever been to the office product store and they have all the pens and then the little pad of paper and you go through the pens and you try them all out on that little pad of paper mm-hmm. and instantly pre-covid yeah <laughs> it, no you still can still do it now <laughs> they haven't shut that section of the office store down <laughs> they let us all touch the same pen again yeah <laughs> getting back to trade shows it seems like um, I know Texas is coming up this weekend. NADL is happening in Nashville. Are you going to get back into that if they start opening up again? Yes, absolutely. In fact, our first trade show that we have on schedule is Ladies of the Mill. Oh, yeah. yeah. In Chattanooga. We are so excited about that. What an incredible group that Jill and Christina are putting together. And and being a female business owner myself in this industry for 20 years, I can tell you I'm so excited for what they're doing. But that's our first in-person trade show. And even with the in-person trade shows, we're still going to continue the My Bench Box. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason is, is because I think with COVID, there's still a large group of people that are going to be hesitant to go. And I also think with COVID, or not even with COVID, there's a large group of people that just never really went to trade shows in the first place. Like I think of Colorado Dental Lab Association, and I know all the labs here. How many of them I never saw in Chicago when Colorado stopped having them? Sure. So there are a lot of labs out there that don't get to go to the trade show or don't go that my bench box is a good option. So I'm so excited to go back to trade shows. I love trade shows. I think they're so much fun. We agree. (laughs) Yeah, Chicago a couple of years ago, and you had that awesome marketing material with all those just beautiful, stunning 
ceramics on the cover and then you know everybody was there and they were using the trays and building porcelain and that was really great. Barb that was the 10-year anniversary of Smile Line. Yep. I actually got a lot of flack from some of my favorite male KOLs <laughs> because I only had female KOLs on yep. that year. And, you know, that wasn't to not give honor to the male KOLs out there because they've worked hard. They deserve it. And for me, I have three sons. So I'm very, very conscious about people who work hard. They should get what they deserve and if they've, mm-hmm. earned, they've earned it. And it doesn't yeah. matter. But for whatever reason, that year, I just felt a 10-year anniversary, I need to honor my female KOLs. And I think I was the first one to do an all-female program. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I remember that. That was so fun. But there were so many amazing women out there. Like Heather Voss was, I called her up and she's like, heck yeah, I'll do it. And I had Anita and Elise from my Identical Dental Lab. And I just... Nancy from GC. Well, she's with Amon Gerbach now, but yeah, it was, that was so much fun. Well, I remember it very, very well. And I hung out with Heather, actually. She's my really good friend and it was just really neat. I loved it. It was great. I can't wait till you do it again (laughs) in 20 years. (laughs) And on my 20. Yeah, that's in seven. I'm trying to think, Barb, are you going to be at the ladies of the mill in? Yeah. And you just mentioned that. And I was talking to Heather Voss yesterday and Denise Buris. We were texting back and forth. Heather asked us if we were going to go. And so Denise said it was a two hour drive. And I'm like, well, I love you ladies. And I love that the whole, you know, thought of having a ladies of the mill convention. And I was like, hell, I'm in. So we're going. Well, cool. Well, you'll see me there. Sorry, Elvis. We're being a little pro female, but it's fine. It's fine. We're actually talking to uh, the ladies that started Ladies of the Mill. Yeah, we're here doing it on weeks. the podcast. Yeah. Yep. Oh, they are so high energy. You you will love them. So you will absolutely love them. You know, that's one of the things in 20 years of being in this industry, and I'm sure for you too, Barb, that you just have got to know so many incredible people. Yep. I love selling Smile Line. And I love selling trays and brushes. Okay. So yeah, but at the end of the day, they're just tools. They're not just tools. They're the best tools for people to use. Okay. So I am biased. But it's <laughs> it's the, fine. And that's okay. In the reality of it, the people that I've met throughout the years, I, I would not want to work in any other industry. None. It is the best industry ever. And we hear that on this podcast with almost every single person that comes on about how much they love our industry and the people in it. And I just think that's just what drives it is the people and the amazing, you know, networking and sharing and just, it's just, I love it. I echo what you're saying. Yeah. You know, and the thing is I've had the opportunity to work in another industry. I look and go, there's no way I would not, I I would not leave the dental industry. I keep that with, I'm staying where I am. Yeah, sure. Agree. I don't think Elvis is allowed to travel. Are you, Elvis? Not yet. Can't travel yet. Didn't you get your shot? I'm vaccinated. All right. But the family's not. Ah, gotcha. We'll get out there. Yeah. I'm not vaccinated, but my husband is because he's a teacher. Yeah. I keep trying to pass that I work in the dental industry and they say, no, you don't count. (laughs) (laughs) That's Wow. 
I'm like, I work in dental. <laughs> so well, a couple other things for Smile Line that and that have come in the last few years is our Smile Light MDP. Okay. What's that? So that's our light that attaches to a cell phone to take photos. Yeah, that's what I was looking at. That's an interest of mine because I do all the photos here in the lab, you know, either for promotion, marketing, or just communication with doctors. This thing seems really cool. It is. It's been our top seller over the last five years. It's one of the innovative tools. It was developed through a group called Style Italiano and Smile Line. And Smile Line Partners, that's one of the things about that I've loved about this job is how much it's been about partnerships mm-hmm. and who you are connected with. And so Smile Line partners with Style Italiano and a group of doctors and engineers came up with the Smile Light MDP. And it's really cool. Barb, I don't know if you've seen it. I have heard about it for sure, but describe it to me because it sounds very fascinating. So it's a color corrected light that attaches to your any smartphone. It can fit a Samsung iPhone, Google phone, Motorola, basically any yeah. phone. And because it's color corrected, you can get really nice close-up shots. And the light has diffusers added to it so you can have that really soft light. So mm-hmm. basically what you did is you t- take your smartphone and you turn it into a photo studio. And it's because it gives you the lighting. Because at the end of the day, a photo is all about the light. Yeah. And so the MDP stands for Mobile Dental Photography. That's been one of our newer inventions. And I should say R. It's been SmileLine's newer invention over the last five years. And it's been great because it's not just for clinical, for a doctor to take pictures. It's for both the laboratory and the doc. And I have a lot of guys using it just to take their everyday Instagram shots. Because oh, if I you bet. Think yeah. About, yeah, Facebook and Instagram, are, it's photography. Yeah, you see some of those pictures on Instagram and you know they got some sort of setup going because it's yep, so absolutely. beautiful. And to take that with your DSLR and then download it is not as easy as just taking and attaching a light to your phone and take, snapping a few pictures and then bam, you're on Instagram. <laughs> What is it, battery operated? Yeah, it's a lithium rechargeable battery. Oh, okay. Very cool. My favorite thing about the MDP that in the last few years that I've really, really just thought was cool was how much it has helped with the communication between the dentist and the laboratory. And when I say helped with the communication, yeah, your cell phone can give you communication. But I have a lot of lab techs that have the MDP so they can send pictures of whether a model, they got a model in. How am I supposed to work with this, with the implant? And the cell phone can take nice pictures, but it doesn't take... High resolution where you can really see the details. Yes. With the light, it allows you to take very, very high quality pictures to send that back. And you can do video with it. That's been one of, like I said, one of our favorite inventions in the last five years. So are you selling to doctors also, or do you have the technicians sell it to their clients? We do both. Wow. All right. So dentists can get a hold of that as well. I can see that as being a really, really good tool. I got to try that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I need you to email me when this podcast is over, please. 
Okay, I can do that part. <laughs> what is this making your own shade guide? I see this in your catalog. How does this even work? That is for, we may have for dentist or technicians, and that is so they can take whatever porcelain they're using, because we all know that there's this standard Vita shade guide, but what comes out of a bottle, even from bottle to bottle, isn't always the same with color. And uh-huh. I know that Hawaii, that is so difficult to do because of my back in my industrial ceramics days. When remember how you guys said when I worked at Coors Tech, it wasn't, it didn't matter. Color didn't matter. When you're talking glass and when you're talking color, it becomes more difficult to match shades. And so the My Shade Guide tabs are really great for making small tabs to do shades because there's so much color variation, especially if you're using different porcelains or if Mm -hmm. you're using zirconia to PFM porcelain or even within the same porcelain system. So that's, they developed a way to make your own shade tabs easy. That's interesting. So like a lab would make a sample of all their popular shades with the porcelain they use, and you could send that to your doctor to get more accurate results. Sure. That's pretty cool. And then they could use their MDP to take a photo of it. And then they can just text you a picture of that photo back to you. So you have the proper shade and you have a photo photo of the proper shade. That's That's pretty neat. That's a great service a lab can do to an office to really show that, you know, we're working on getting these shades. (laughs) Yeah. As you're like looking through the catalog, Alice, it's like I said... There's so many more unique products. It mm-hmm. it goes so much more beyond just a brush and a tray. All kinds of different things. I was just looking at the United Colors of Da Vinci. Do you know how many times I will put porcelain on my tray? And I try to do it like A1, A2. And then I'll go back and be like, oh, damn, what shade is that? And I'll have to throw it out and try it again because I don't remember what color it is or what shade it is. <laughs> so basically, this is you can put like a blue and you know blue's A, green's B. Is that correct? Absolutely. That's super cool. Except for their fluorescent colors. They're like the 80s. Every time I look at them, I think about the 80s when all the neon was like such a big deal. Oh, and then God, next yes. thing I know, I'm sitting in my office thinking about jazzercise. And then I'm talking about, uh, you know, leg warmers and really short shorts. And then you, and then the next thing you know, I'm going, okay, Da Vinci colors. <laughs> oh, that's really smart though, because everything's pink and you want to put all of these different colors in it and different variations. And I'm looking at the picture of it. You can actually see exactly what you're creating because the colors make it pop. And I mean, if you're trying to do a single central and you're looking for a little bit of translucency or some sort of opal color, and you lay it all out and you color them, I could see where that would be just a huge advantage. Yes. I'm super excited. What are the other advantages of the Da Vinci Colors, Barb, that people don't know this until they try it, is that it's got an additive in it that keeps the colors from bleeding. So when you place your modifier, mm-hmm. you, it'll stay in that exact spot. It won't bleed into the enamel or into like the opacity or, you know, they stay exactly where they're put. 
And we do include the Da Vinci colors if somebody asks in the My Bench box. So they can actually try it out. There you go. Do the colors burn out? So Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I was like, you don't want to put green on the crown. Mm -hmm. So they burn out in the firing process. Yep. And you know, the technique of adding watercolor, I go back and give that to Ed McLaren because he used to teach that at UCLA. He would add watercolors from, you know, markers to his porcelain to show people how to place it in different places. So again, coming from someone that really does not do this, when you see those pictures online and someone's building that crown and there's a ton of bright colors in it, is that what that is? Yep. Interesting. I always wondered what that was. (laughs) Yep. It's a great teaching tool. I bet. That makes a lot of sense. And it stays. It gets firm. Like it stays firm in its place. I like the word plasticity. So the plasticity of the product, you won't see the different colors mixing with each other. Amazing. There's some cool stuff. Yeah. So Barb, we need to chat afterwards. You can design your box. Yep. (laughs) My box too. Just saying I want dark, deep blue and neon yellow. I was going to say, do you just want to place the order here right now online? I mean, we can (laughs) wait. Go ahead. (laughs) We can wait. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of. I'll wait. I'll be respectful. Elvis, you have no idea how excited I am about my bench box. Why I wish I would have done this probably years ago because it just it it just makes sense. It does. I mean, it, it makes perfect sense. And if anything in our industry where, like we mentioned, the people are picky about what they use, this is a perfect mm-hmm. opportunity to try it. So they could pop on the catalog. Take a look at all of the different things that you offer. Go through and see what exactly turns them on, if you will. And yep. then order that. And then all of it comes together and you can check all of it out. I mean, like, I just, I love yep. it. And I'm in. Keep what you want and send back what you don't. Yep. What's next for Smile Line? What are you guys uh, working on? Smile Line in Switzerland. This was supposed to be an IDS year, which was, we're all sad about that because the IDS is probably one of the world's best meetings. Mm. And even though it's exhausting, you, after like, you almost need a vacation after going there, but they were going to be introducing three new things for the industry. And I, I, I would love to divulge that information. (laughs) All I can tell you is I'm learning a lot about color. Anything about color over the years. I mean, I learned when I worked for Vita because that's when they came out with the 3D shade guide. So that's when I started to understand value, aroma, and hue. But now I'm really, really learning the advancements of color based on the just color. You're going to have to edit that, by the way. Why is he going to have to edit it? Give it up. Because it's not the right technical term. It doesn't. Oh, I gotcha. (laughs) But the advancements of color in in porcelain and digital and what Smile Line's coming out with the industry hasn't seen. And that's Mm. one of the things I absolutely love working about with this company is because now there's other mobile dental photography things on the market, but Smile Line was the first. And as far as digital color rendering on what they're coming out with is going to be something that the market's never seen. And so I'm excited. 
So when you don't have an IDS year, like when are you going to launch it or how are you going to launch it? How, how long do we have to wait? Oh, Barb, this is a challenge that I lay in bed at night thinking about over and over going, okay. Mm. And I think you have to use social media, which I love social media, but I also have a hate for social media. <laughs> so I don't know. That's a good question. That's one I'm still, I'm still trying to work through. But yeah. we'll figure it out. And, you know, even if we have a non-IDS here, there are ways. And like I said, that's why my bench box is going to be cool. And it's not going to be very long before trade start shows start picking up again. So, yeah. but Smileline's got, they've got always got new products and they're always partnering with different people. So as far as what the future holds, I know they're going to be on the forefront of whatever's coming in the future. They always have been. Have you ever made a trip over there? Yes, many times. Really? I bet you that'd be Yes. I love it. I love it. They're in Switzerland and they're in a really Mm. small city called St. Imir in Switzerland. So it's Mm. not the easiest to get to because they're on kind of the backside of the mountain. Mm -hmm. It's just so beautiful. That's my dream place. I've always wanted to travel there. You've never been to Switzerland, Barb? No. Mm Mm-mm. One day. Have you ever been to the IDS? Nope. Oh, that's your goal. Planning on going this year. Yeah. But that needs to be on your bucket list. Yep. One of the goals is to get the podcast there one of these days. Yep. Elvis, you've never been there? I've never been. Oh my gosh, a podcast of IDS is like by far no question. That would be crazy. That was one of the secret goals, and we were going to shoot for it this year, but, you know, yep. didn't happen. So. I've heard there's lots of alcohol at Booth's after hours. <laughs> oh. oh, so, you know, I do have a, a quick story. So Yes, please. I've gone to the IDS for the last 20 years, so I've wow. gone every other year. And the first year I went to the IDS, I could not believe the flow of alcohol. I mean, they started <laughs> 9 in the morning drinking. And Ugh. and my very first year, of course, was like nine in the morning drinking every day by six o'clock. I didn't understand why I was so drunk. <laughs> so, I'm like, what is happening? And you're on your feet all day. You're tired. And that's what's interesting is it's like every other booth, literally every other booth. Well, and actually, I shouldn't say at nine o'clock in the morning, it's coffee. By 10 o'clock is when the alcohol. Okay. Is. Yeah. <laughs> at least get a cup of coffee. But so when I came back to Lab Day and I did Lab Day Chicago, I had this, we need to turn this place up a notch. Mm. This is just kind of like we're down in the basement. And this is when it was at the Sheraton. Yeah. So that next year at LMT Lab Day, and I think I was the first booth to do it. I decided to have a wine reception at my booth. Mm. And I'm one of those people that I ask for forgiveness before I ask for permission. (laughs) (laughs) And so I just did it. Well, it was really cool because the booths around me, because when we were at the Sheridan, you got your booth and pretty much every year you were in the same location. Mm -hmm. Within the next three years, all the booths around me were doing receptions at their booth at the end of the day on Friday. Because your options were to go upstairs and what, spend $15 for a glass of wine or get a glass of wine for free at the Smile Line booth. Smart woman. 
now I laugh because like Tay was one of the ones around me. Now she's got a keg and every year and you know, we don't ask permission. We just do it. <laughs> that idea came from the IDS. And it's funny, even just a couple years ago, like Whitmix had their shots and Noak had their celebration and they did shots of oh, their yeah. booth. And I'm like, why we can't bring some of those ideas that you saw at the IDS? And not that I'm about everybody just getting stupid drunk, but because that's going to happen anyway, regardless. True. But true. <laughs> uh, just to have kind of that social hour like they do at the IDS, I think is really cool. But yeah, you guys need to go to the IDS. The amount of, and it's not just the drinking. What you see there from worldwide dentistry just is such an eye-opener. Oh, yeah. yeah. We hear epic stories from a lot of people. Oh, yeah. It sounds amazing. It is. But when you finally decide to go, you almost have to book out things a year in advance. Yeah. True. I bet. Yep. Yeah. Well, Barb, we'll start working on getting to the podcast to the next one, which is what, 2023? I hope so. Is that we the next it. one? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I thought yeah. they were going to do one in October, but it was going to be smaller. But maybe they that went virtual as well. I don't well. know. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah. If you guys come over there and we're there, I mean, we're going to meet Barb at the Ladies of the Mill. There you go. Yep. Meeting at the IDS, there's wine always at the Smile Line booth. And so I'll, I'll make sure there's a glass for you if you come by. Thank you. I will be drinking it. Elvis, I don't know if you're a drinker or not, so... He's not. Not much of one, but I'll have a cup of coffee. <laughs> I don't even know if I am, am I allowed to go to the ladies in the mail? No. <laughs> just kidding. No. <laughs> Manner invited. I'm not yeah. even sure. <laughs> as far as my understanding is like there's even manufacturers that are coming and they have their male sales rep. And I think that's so cool because it's meant to be inclusive. Yeah. But I don't know. You'll have to ask Jill and Christina. Yeah, no, we will. We will when we have them on. <laughs> well, awesome, Chris. That's amazing stuff. I've learned a lot about oh, yeah. Smile Line this hour. Same here. Well, this was good because I was expecting like you guys were going to ask me more questions about me. And I'm like, I don't have that much to talk about, about <laughs> me. But I could talk Smile Line all day. Oh, yeah. It was fantastic. And I mean it about us email. And I really like to try the My Benchbox. I'm in. Good. Awesome. So what's the website, Chris? SmileLineUSA.com. Super easy. Everyone go check out their sexy brushes. You got that right. Awesome, Chris. Well, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. We appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, thanks for letting me come on. I mean, I really appreciate this opportunity. Yeah, that was some cool stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, some of us will see you at Ladies of the Mill. (laughs) (laughs) That was fantastic. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. A huge thanks to Chris for coming on our podcast. And the ceramist, I get everyone having a preference with what they want to use. And sometimes we don't want to change, even if there might be better options out there. Well, the Smile Line USA's My Bench Box, you can now do that in the comfort of your own lab and on your own time. So Chris and I talked about myself getting a box and we emailed and it was at the end of my email trail and she didn't see it. So we are now hooking up so that I can get my own bench box, which I'm super excited about. And if you're interested, go to smilelineusa.com 
check out their, what Elvis calls sexy products and build your own box. Who knows? Maybe you'll find the brush that you didn't even know you needed. And all you ceramists out there, I know that's a true. Can I just use a brush from Michael's? Is that, is that no. a thing? No. See, you do know a little bit about ceramics. <laughs> all right, everybody. That's all we got for you. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Have a good week. I don't care.